Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined by top London radio DJ, certified Japanophile, and Pete Donald McDonaldson. Pete Donald McDonaldson. <laughs> I'm really, I'm <laughs> the, the, oh, man. How are you, Pete? That's a good I, I start. Isn't my, it? Pete right. Donald McDonaldson. But in Japan, I'm called Ronald McDonaldson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've had a holiday, Chris. You should be more relaxed than this. You should be blissed out. You've right. had a few days in Kyushu. Uh, I've been away to Naples. Uh, I've not had quite a restful that time because I just spent my time drinking Negronis and eating pizza. But still, something yeah. to do in it, Chris. Something to do. Something to do. Naples. <laughs> what goes on in Naples? All I th- when I think Naples, the first thing I think of is pizza. Yeah. And I'm Football. guessing, could you eat pizza? Gangsters, uh, the pizza. I never used to eat pizza, Chris, because it used to, uh, let's say, mess with my constitution somewhat. Uh, but uh, as I've grown older, fine again. So I'm back on the pizza truck. I'm back on the McDonald's. I'm back on Top the man. heavy snack foods. It's nice. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Good man. Good man. Well, <laughs> I've just got back from Kyushu. Yeah. As you mentioned. Um, yeah. After the. Recent Taiwan debacle in which my passport <laughs> appeared to not work. Uh, I was forced to go on holiday somewhere in Japan for a few days. Chose Kyushu, last place in Japan that I have yet to go to. Mm. And uh, it was nice. I was expecting the weather to be kind of tropical and nice and warm. It wasn't. It was like raining. It's, it was kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good trip all in all. The, uh, we went to Fukuoka and uh, Beppu. Uh, Fukuoka's kind of like... The uh, the trendy, cool city that everyone likes to go to. It's kind of hip. It's near ah, uh, Busan right. on the south coast of South Korea. Yes. And uh, Beppu is like the onsen town that you go to if you want to sit in an onsen all day. I think it's Japan's number one onsen town. I don't know how they rank it. <laughs> Everywhere's the number one X, Y, Z in Japan. Yeah. Uh, but it's quite... You knew you knew it was, you knew were in business because as you're walking down the streets, there's kind of steam coming up 
through the uh, through the alleyways everywhere, and oh. it's kind of sinister, like a nineteen seventies film shot in New York. But uh, yeah, no, it was really cool. Loved it. Pl- loved it. Like like, like 80s, California, like an eighties music video, something like that. I, I remember going to um, Fukuoka, yeah. and I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember going to a bar and buying loads of records. And uh, the, basically, this bar behind the bar had loads of um, vinyl for sale of these old kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of seventies um, female pop artists. So I bought loads of those, and also we went to a bar where a man <laughs> a man was like a really great virtuoso guitarist and I think he might have been about 50 but he looked so young he just kept on asking patrons how old do you think I am how old do you think I am and obviously everyone went it's probably 25 and he's going 51 did you do it in that sinister voice <laughs> yes how pull, old do you think I am pull my finger <laughs> Of these little these little experiences you have dotted around Japan, all these people you meet. Yeah, way. I think it's a, a lot of people that come to Japan. I feel don't have these exciting and bizarre encounters you seem to have. I think you must provoke them. You must bring out this <laughs> kind of side in people I've, where they I, actually want to kind of ask and do weird things. But I, uh, I know a girl, I know a girl called Sarah, and she. I don't know what it is about her. But whenever Sarah. I know a girl, I know a girl called Sarah. Oh, right. <laughs> and, um, I oh, mean, bad like a boy named Sue, the uh, Johnny Cash song. I, I know a girl called Sarah, and she, whenever we're eating. Whenever we're drinking, she will attract the craziest people and the wildest personalities towards it. And whenever oh, we God. sit down for a meal, the waiter is always batshit. <laughs> always mad. Oh man. <laughs> what is it about what is it about Sarah that attracts these uh these rather crazy individuals? It's like catnip. <laughs> it's catnip for mentals. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh dear. So um what are we going to do this week, uh, Chris? I mean, we'll talk a little bit about your trip uh, through uh, Japan, obviously. Did you, did you fly to Kyushu? Did you fly to Fukuoka? I did. I uh, flew from Sendai to Osaka, Osaka to Fukuoka. Right, OK. On uh, Peach Airways. The miracle of low-cost air travel Yay! has finally arrived in Japan. <laughs> Took bloody long enough. Uh, but, yeah, no, it wasn't... It's quite nice. The good thing about Sendai is, thanks to air, low-cost airlines, you can pretty much go anywhere these days. Yeah. And uh, you... Thanks to airlines, Japan feels a lot smaller as mm. well than it used to because it's just one big. I mean, fact, Japan is one big sausage, like mountain range, basically. <laughs> what one big, big mountain range? Uh, <laughs> so it just feels it's not that big a country, but it feels a lot bigger than it is. Yeah. But when you get on a plane, it's kind of like you just teleport from one end to the other in an hour, <laughs> and it feels a lot less intimidating in size mm. and scale. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I thought this week. We would dive into another Q and A session. It's been a while since our last one, hasn't it? Mm, yeah, the last yeah. one like two months ago. Yeah, it's been and a while. Our inbox has kind of piled up, isn't it? Our yeah. inbox has piled up with uh, emails from you guys listening in that you've sent throughout the last few weeks. So mm. I thought we'd uh, take the time to sit down and answer them this this week. Yeah, we're, we're literally just pulling these uh, emails, these messages, these uh, these dispatches from the front line of Japanese obsessives. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we've got them fax machine, and we're pulling them off. I, I'm trying to squeeze in the fact that I want to call this show the fax machine, but it's very much... The fax machine. A br- you're a better brander than I'll ever be, uh, Chris. That's genius. I know, that's genius. Oh, the, I, this, I, not even I could have dreamt that up. This is actually the first time I've been in the email box, and whoa, you get a lot of emails, Chris. I, I wasn't going to let what, you in there. I wasn't, I wasn't going to let you no, in. No. I thought, you know, Pete can't be trusted. <laughs> he might uh, get. I'll, I'll start <laughs> Especially flirting. as in the previous episode, I asked you guys to uh, give me your feedback on Pete's incredible accent from yeah. uh, 
from the North UK. And what did you get, uh, Chris? Unfortunately, people were very there were kind, no insults. Weren't they? Yeah, people were very kind, weren't they, Chris? Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you're a bully. You're a nasty bully, and I'm awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. what the, one of the yeah. other things I quite liked is that three or four people did go, Chris, you realise your name's, your second name is Broad, and your channel is Abroad in Japan. Oh, Have no, you realised no. the pun? And I'm going... I mean, I realised it late, but I think you might... I mean, I'm fairly certain Chris is across it, to be honest. <laughs> it's... I, 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 I know, I can't believe people still don't realise that my name is... Like a, the whole channel name is just a clever, a very clever pun. <laughs> and then again, I realised uh, not too long ago that for the first three years, I don't think I actually mentioned my name was Chris Broad. Oh, right. So it's kind of an in-joke <laughs> to friends and family and people that knew who I was. And, uh, yeah. But then I kind of let everyone know my name, and yet people still don't know. So, yes, I get... Like a dozen messages every week from people <laughs> saying, "Oh my God, your name's a pun and the channel's a pun." And, uh, I'm trying to think of the channel that could be called if your name was just Chris, and there was no broad. A ludicrous travel across from Japan. Chris in Japan. Chris in Japan. Konnichiwa with Chris. Sorry, Chris in Japan. It's not very original. Uh, uh, is there a Japanese word with "is" at the end? Um, yeah. uh, Ohio Gazam uh, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying myself, Chris. No. I'm, I'm not. I don't know about you, mate. I'm having a lovely time. Oh dear, oh dear! <laughs> time to dive into the questions. Yes, Let's I think so. This rebrand this horrific rebranding of the channel. Um, <laughs> right, first question. Hi, Chris and Pete. So I'm wondering if you have any tips for getting to know Japanese people. I'm going oh. to Japan next year as an exchange student. One of my concerns uh, is about getting in touch with the locals. I guess because I have this image that Japanese students are very Japanese? Question mark. Oh, like they kind of shy away from the foreigners, especially us who don't look Asian at all. So I just want to know how to really put myself out there, make some Japanese friends at a uni, and learn the language the fastest. Best regards, Susanna. <laughs> is there a place to meet Japanese people? I like and break out the expat ghetto. Yeah. I, it, I mean, what I like about the messages is she's basically saying, why are Japanese such scaredy cats? I'm not scary. <laughs> I'm Susanna. Well, <laughs> I, I um, at my university back in the UK, mm. uh, I went to the University of Kent, and they've got this, um, they had like a Japanese dorm. I didn't know about it. There was like oh. a 200 Japanese students at my university, but they kept them they're sealed away in this like special dorm where they could only come out until like 10pm, I think. Oh. And then they had to go back home. Um, so... I don't know, it does seem to be this culture where Japanese exchange students are hidden away a little bit. Uh, my friend, my good friend Ryotaro, who's often in the videos, uh, he lived and went and studied in Seattle and London, and he made a, an effort just to like not befriend any Japanese people while he was there, hmm. uh, so he could actually nail English, which right. he more or less pulled off, I think. I think um, he's incredible, that guy. So, um, he is quite good. confident, quite handsome. Is he quite tall? Is he quite tall, Chris? Uh, no, oh. he's not. Oh. <laughs> that sounds just, like an insult. No, well, no, but you know, you know, when, you know, he's you make a little bit shorter than I am. Right, okay. You sort of see someone who's quite confident and quite kind of uh, good looking oh, and, and tanned, and you sort of go, you always sort of see them as being taller than they actually are. Yes. Well, <laughs> well when I met you, I thought you were going to be seven foot. I know, right? And you were. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Riotaro, I think he's five foot eight ish. Mm. I, I'm about five foot nine, so I'm a little bit taller. But uh, yeah, he's just confident because he lived in every country in the world. Mm. Like times, t he's lived in America, the UK, Germany, Australia, wow. uh, Spain for a bit. Like he's he's gone everywhere. Mm. Um, Incredibly going outgoing. Back to the question before Sorry, it yeah. becomes like a big Riotaro fan club discussion. <laughs> Can we start Although a side he's got podcast? Quite a lot of fans. People love people love the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know really. I guess uh, if you come to Japan. 
go to international centres. That's mm. where I met a lot of my Japanese ah. friends. International centres right. in every town, where they like wheel out foreigners to take part in activities and run ekaiwas and language schools and things. Mm. Um, I don't know. It depends how old you are as well, Susanna. We didn't. Uh, we don't know how old you are because that that would change the game a bit. Yeah. The best way to meet people is, of course, just go to a bar. I yeah, I noticed that. Um, I think my mate was doing um, like a dating app out there. Um, probably the big one, Tinder. Um, I'm fairly certain out there they've got that thing where you can um, have a group. So if you've got like a group of uh, of, of friends yes. who aren't Japanese, and you can sort of yeah. go out in a big group, and it's not quite as um, it's not quite as intense as a date, but there's like a group of two groups of people, two you know, a group of Japanese people and a group of uh, British people or English people, sort of That's... thing. We never did it, but it sounds. Are you sounds talking like a about like idea. those? There's, yeah, they have like a kind of a thing in Japan. I can't remember what it's called. God damn it, what's it called? Enkai is like a party, but it's a a party where you have like two, like you have men and women come in different groups, and mm. then they kind of gradually, slowly connect. It's a bit like a school disco, right? From when you're a teenager. Ah. Imagine that, but with adults in a pub or in mm. a bar, uh, and they kind of get to know each other that way. But mm. yeah, if I mean, if you're if you can drink, just go out to a bar. And yeah, go to bars. If you're not old enough, go to international centres or just walk down the street and hope someone talks to you, like uh, <laughs> like happened with Natsuki. I mean, he just he just saw me in the street, um, so, yeah. <laughs> or get Pete's friend to come along with you. Get Sarah to come along. Yeah, exactly. And all sorts of hijinks will take place. You get all kinds of strange people approaching you. Yeah, good luck, my love. Enjoy yourself is the main thing. Just do things with a smile on your face, Chris, and, you know, good things happen to you. I, that's what I would say, Chris. Uh, Kendall Dayton. <laughs> hello, Kendall Dayton. Um, hello, Chris and Pete. I hope you guys are having a great day and night whenever you record this. Well, it doesn't good. matter, I suppose. It doesn't matter when you guys are uh, listening to it. I have a slightly personal, maybe embarrassing question for you. It pertains to me, not you guys, so breathe easy. <laughs> I'm a graduate student studying costume construction and design. I'm going to be putting together a trip to Japan in uh, 2019 to see some of the textile works and historic practices they use. That's background info. Not really useful. I think mm. it is useful. It's important. Exposition. Very important, Kendall. Um, so here's the meat of things. I am a large woman. I am a large woman. I am tall and fat, fatter than you, Chris. You say you are, and I laugh. I am about six foot, and I'll just say I'm an American size three is what works. So I basically know that Japan is kind of small. Uh, do you think I will fit, Chris? Do you think my size will be an issue going into places? I don't really know how to better phrase my question than that. I am quite conscious of my size, and I don't want to cause anyone issues, uh, but, I'm, but I might be too big to fit into places. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's something that I'm aware of and quite nervous about, Thank you in advance for the information that you can provide. Uh, thank you for your videos and uh, podcasts and stuff like that. Have a great day. Do you think I will fit? Yeah. <laughs> I like um, uh, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> it will not physically fit into Japan. It's like one of um, those um, rides where you go, you have to be this tall to go on the ride. You have to sort of, you know, you have to walk through a particular doorway. You go, wait, you can't go in. Um, do larger people have an issue getting around? I'm fairly certain there's literally no problems at all. Japan's kind of fitted for comfort, certainly with the the, the longer trains and stuff. Rush mm. hours, rush hour, nobody nobody of any size is enjoying that. Um, I can't yeah. see any obstacles. Can you? Only, only place that springs to mind is capsule hotels. Actually, right. Like numerous of the times that I've gone to a capsule hotel, my feet have like dangled out the edge mm. of like a capsule, which yeah. isn't isn't a fun situation to be in. Mm. Um, so that's the only time the height might be an issue. You will stand out, inevitably, given that you're six foot and a girl, because um, 
that's pretty very rare in Japan. I think mm. the average. I'm going to say I think the average height. I've looked it up. The average height of US females is 161 centimeters. Average height of Japanese females 158 centimeters. So. A little bit taller. Yeah. I thought I'd slip that fact in there to look clever. Thank you very much, Chris. But then I just <laughs> looked it up, so I, I'm not clever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you will stand out a little bit, but that doesn't mean anything bad will come of it. Like, you're not going to get discriminated against for being tall. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't think it'll be an issue. Don't worry about it. No. my um, I went out with a 19-stone man, and he... Um, he didn't find any, he didn't have any problems at all, uh, except the, right. the times where he, he's just incredibly clumsy. I think he might have dyspraxia. He kept oh falling over things, and that's nothing to do with his size. He's just an incredibly clumsy man. So uh, he he found it very easy to get around. Uh, no discrimination, but he he did fall over stuff a lot. But that's he does that everywhere. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've touched on this before in a video. If you are overweight in Japan, you can get called out on it by friends, by friends and <laughs> yes, colleagues and yes. co-workers and whatnot. As just a general tourist, nothing will happen. No, all um, good. As a as a yeah, because weight's like a big thing in Japan. They're like really, they don't, they kind of yeah, they take it really seriously if you put mm. on weight, just because it's so rare to see a Japanese person who's overweight. I remember going back to the UK after being in Japan for two years and just being in shock. Uh, not only at the multicultural diversity, but just at the size of people as well. Just because yeah. it's so rare to see someone in Japan who is overweight. Um, mm. And as I put on weight, people started to prod me. Prod me a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> it was quite a weird situation to be in, to have people around you call you fat and prod you. Don't know what that did to me mentally, I dread to think. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as a tourist, that won't happen. So don't worry. And as a tall person, Kendall, I don't think you'll be prodded either. No. But again, that would be quite an interesting experience wouldn't it oh I'd love to be told Japan got prodded for being tall <laughs> I got prodded to bits <laughs> like have you have you seen Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and uh, when he's in the shower do you remember the shower scene he goes in the shower and the shower's too short for him oh right okay is um, Bill Murray particularly tall like, he must be I think he's like 6 foot 1 or 6 foot 2 oh is he right okay he's a tall lad yeah he's, he's a, a tall lad he's a big but, unit uh, yeah, I mean, they made a joke of the shower being too short in that, but again, I don't think that's really an issue. I no. I found that. I mean, I, the think, sh- I think they made that up. I mean, the sh- I've, yeah. I've tested that theory several times <laughs> to see if it was like a joke or actually real, and uh, yeah, I don't think you'll have problems with showers either. No. Being too short. And, and, and that is one of the things that um, surprised me about going to uh, Japan, um, and I think mm. we've talk- spoke about this before. They're ex- the lads are exactly the same size as me. <laughs> I'm like, if not taller. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to be a tall man out there. And you get there and you're like, everyone is t- still taller than me. Oh, this sucks. You wanted um, to be a king. I wanted to be king, Chris. I wanted the moment to be- you arrived at Narita Airport, it all came <laughs> crashing down. I know. Uh, next question is from Ash. Uh, he says, my son seems to love your podcast. Oh, He's two years old. And just came out with the wow as we were driving back to Blackpool. We thought it was hilarious. I'm guessing that's the wow at the start with Natsuki, right? It's, uh, it's... It's like, doo-doo-doo, bang, wow. Yeah, it's this. Wow. Wow. That's the one. That's the that's wow. The that's the wow that Kids we need. Kids love it. Kids love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I'm glad that noise of Natsuki going wow has inspired your two-year-old son. Well, he's a, he's, um, a, he's attached a video, um, Ash. Um, could, Ash could be a girl's name, couldn't it? I'm not really sure about Ash, to be honest. Could, but then Ashley. it does say Ash, Sarah, Demi and baby Brandon. Oh, well, could be, you know, they, they could be uh, in a gay relationship, Chris. 2019, mate. No, it isn't. It's 2018. <laughs> Shit! Um, right. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear the? Do you want to hear the? Do you want to hear the wow noise from the little Ben? 
I think you can I hear do. it. I do. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Right. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Lovely stuff. We are influencing I... youths. Yeah, lovely. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad the opening of Natsuki's inspired kids everywhere. Um, and <laughs> Ash, Ash then says, "Please, will you make a video about Japanese martial arts? Will the exercise help you with your weight loss?" Ah. God. Uh, Japanese martial arts. Are, are you big on the old martial arts? Is that is that something you're into, uh, Chris? Have you ever been into uh, uh, that? I did at university. I did Taekwondo, which is the uh, South the, the Korean martial art. But I wasn't mm. particularly good at it, and that was just to get fit. I did. Uh, I did have a slight obsession with the Karate Kid before I came here. The eighties one, not the yeah. not the dreadful one that came thereafter. But mm. uh, I, I did. I did kind of think if I meet like a Mr Miyagi kind of figure, then I can be the next Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was the idea of meeting Mr. Miyagi or someone who's like Mr. Miyagi in Japan. And yeah. I could have like this cool life, this narrative arc. Hanging out. I went from being like this overweight, lazy British guy <laughs> who gets bullied by viewers for being overweight <laughs> to being cool and intimidating and slim and <laughs> awesome. But then I didn't meet anyone, so that didn't happen. Never um, mind. So no, probably won't do any Japanese martial arts. <laughs> if I did, I think I would do, yeah, I think I'd do karate. Have you had any experience in the world of... Martial arts. Uh, I did one karate lesson when I was about eight, and uh, a man, a, well, a man, a boy kicked me in the <laughs> head. Lesson. A guy kicked me in the head. A kid, kid, <laughs> kicked kick me in. He shouldn't be kicked me in the head on the first lesson, uh, and I, I didn't go back because uh, I got into a bit of a fight. Um, I always remember. Have you oh seen that? God. Have you seen that? There's a, a remake, not a remake, like a like a redux of Karate Kid. Basically, the uh, two main players from Karate Kid Two, or whatever, they're back in some kind of Netflix redux where they're all older and stuff, what? and they, they've forgotten how to act, and, oh, my dear. Was it actual dreadful. original Karate Kid yeah. dude, whose name I can't remember? Oh, Jimmy But Mr. Jimmy Miyagi Knuckles. is dead, right? Yes. So Mr. Miyagi, oh. See, he was the, he was the main reason. He was the kingpin. He was the linchpin, wasn't he? I, I, Daniel's son. Well... Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I um, okay. whenever I think of you know when you give um, chocolate to uh, somebody or you give like a gift you know those things they sell at the um, at the Shinkansen yeah. or Miyagi right. I always think of Mr Miyagi when, <laughs> when uh, I've, I've, it's a good way to remember it good way to remember it it is souvenirs equals Miyagi or yeah Miyagi. Um, shall we take a short ad break and then be back with uh, some more emailery yes let's do that here's the ad break enjoy the ad break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Q Customer. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm so glad you got that clip of Natsuki saying, I'll kill customer. It made me laugh I was worried. so much, Chris. It's just because I was worried when I we released kill. that. Because I thought, oh, what if the like, restaurant sees it and they get worried and there's like, they call the police in for this terrible threat issued by a guy in a mask in the back of a taxi. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he was wearing that mask and waving around a plastic sword in the, in the actual place itself. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's so I know, strange. right? <laughs> you can't stop Natsuki tearing up the world around customer. <laughs> it's just such menace in his voice. <laughs> it's the delivery, isn't it? Oh, I it love is. it. I love Top it. Um, Thomas. Uh, Thomas has sent us an email. Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, hi, Chris and Pete. Here's a question for Chris. Have you ever been invited to a Japanese wedding? If yes, what is it like? And do most wedding guests end up terribly drunk in the end, like in most European countries? Smiley face. <laughs> Greetings from Slovakia. <laughs> <laughs> Most European countries. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually. I haven't. Mm. I know, but I know, it's a weird thing. I know a lot of foreign people here who become priests at weddings. Whoa. Uh, because in Japan, they love, they have this very romantic idea of a, like a foreign wedding. Uh, so they get a foreigner person in to like speak a bit of English and Japanese and conduct the ceremony. Right. Uh, and do it like that. And people get like $200. They just sort of turn up, get $200, do this and... Yeah, I, I read an article about someone who'd conducted over 400 Western-style weddings in Japan while they were, like, working as an English teacher, like, on the side. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the only thing I know about Japanese weddings. Chris, if you're a Western living in, in Japan, you can become a magical fake priest. Right, I've, I've got a couple of weeks planned later this year. If any Japanese people right. are going to get married, I am bang up for doing the ceremony. I won't do any right. swearing, I won't get drunk... And I'll wear my best, my second best suit. All right? There's a promise. Why not your first best suit? Because that is for dancing and impressing people. <laughs> well, you, you might get drunk and dance at the wedding. Good point. Oh, what tie around ra- the head, salary man. Lovely old job. I mean, to be, to be fair, tie, tie around the head of the salary man, uh, all drunk and that, is kind of the tie around the head drunk dad at the wedding. Dads love putting their ties around their heads at weddings. It's brilliant. They do. And that would go down very well. I think so. I think so. Um, (laughs) One of the things, if you ever go to um, Yoyogi Park, what's that? Is it Meiji Shrine next to Yoyogi Park? Meiji Shrine in Tokyo. Um, They're always always having wedding processions there. And it's. And just. I mean, I guess you get to walk through a place that's, you know, incredibly uh, atmospheric, but um, just tourists are just taking pictures of you all the time. And and the, the, the brides. The bridal gown, the bridal sort of outfits for for Japanese uh, weddings. If you've never sort of checked it out, it's, it's fascinating. They wear these sort of like big, kind of phantom menace, kind of egg, kind of 
knocks things on the heads. It's very ornate. It's a, be- it's a beautiful kind of space age uh, kind of uh, address that they, they wear. It really is very, very interesting indeed. Don't you think, Chris? Have you said, have you said, what, I, what is that I egg feel thing? Like- how, what egg thing? It's I don't, I don't know thing. anything about this. It's like a tall How have I missed this? hat. It's like a posh... It's like if, um, if I don't know, Giorgio Armani um, decided to design the Pope's hat. hat That's what it egg. was like. Yeah, it looks like a big egg. I'm trying oh to explain it. I'm sure, look, next week, I'll, I'll give it a Google. I'll find out what it's called. It's a big egg. Either your description's just awful, or <laughs> this is a great hat that I've yet to see. Big egg I'll hat! I'll have to look this up afterwards. Yeah. I'll have to Google this. You may now um, kiss the egg. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen that many weddings in Japan in general, uh, out and about. They do have them at shrines and temples a lot. Mm. I always see bride and grooms, like, in the back of a horse and carriage. Oh, that's That's, nice. like, a big thing. Right. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I feel like I want to see this egg hat now. <laughs> <laughs> this has this changed the game. I know. Um, God. All right. Um, hello and greetings from Norway. Hello. Says Lars. Love the podcast. I listen to the podcast every Thursday when I take the bus to school. I love the intro and outro song, and I wondered if you could tell us the name of the song. Uh, love the YouTube channel. Dreaming of becoming a teacher in Japan when I grow up. Thanks for the podcast. Wish you the best of luck. Lars. Hello, Lars. What is the, what is the name of the pop? What is the name of the song? And thanks. Thank you, Lars. Well, uh, I hope school is fun. Chris, <laughs> I mean... What is I, the name of the song? I can't remember. You found it. I don't know what it is. It was on a website. <laughs> we paid for it. It's fine. Everything's fine. I, I just... I don't it's, know, to be honest, Chris. I think we got it off... Uh, we Back in the day, two months ago, uh, <laughs> I said we need an upbeat song, and I spent, like, two or three hours on premiumbeat.com, which is a really good... Like, music resource mm. and uh, yeah I think I sent like five to you Pete and mm. then you went that one and that that's one. how it happened yeah um, so it, I don't actually know what it's called though. I can't remember you're no. the editing guy oh, and you've not got the, the song just, right there it's, 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 library, it's library music we, it's all paid for it's, uh, it's top secret <laughs> sorry Lars but what I would say about it is that uh, you if you ever visit Pond5 or premiumbeat.com your next month on YouTube will be just pre-roll adverts about Premium Beat yeah, or Pond careful. Five. I have no idea how they do it, but if you visit that website once, you are forever thrown adverts for library music, and I don't know why it happens, but it does. The internet is a scary place. It is. I, I get adverts. It's really weird. Um, my merchandise that I put out, t-shirts and whatnot, mm. mugs. I've got it on this site called Redbubble.com, mm. right? Which is one of these. It's quite a good site by all accounts. Yeah. But they have these adverts everywhere with my merchandise on my, like, Google, on Facebook or wherever. They pop up everywhere. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I don't even pay to promote the merchandise through Redbubble. I think Redbubble must do it themselves. Yeah. But, like, I've got adverts coming up everywhere for my own bloody merchandise. <laughs> it's really annoying. It's because you've been on that website so, as well. It's it's really upsetting. And, and the most annoying thing is that when you go on Amazon, you buy something. Say I buy, I don't know, a lawnmower. For the next month, you're offered <laughs> lawnmowers. I've, I've just bought it. You should know that, Amazon. Sell me something else, for crying out loud. I love the way that was the first thing that came to your head and you don't even have a garden. No. A lawnmower. I will lawn anyone's garden. I'm sorry, I will <laughs> mow anyone's garden. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> Take that to the bank, Chris. Uh, hello to... It's off the page. Kenny Kimball. I think that might be the best named person who's uh, ever emailed the show. Kenny, Kenny Kimball. Kimball. Isn't that good? Reminds was... me of um, Kindergarten Cop. Yes. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was that Richard Kimball? No, that was... Um... It's... Kimball uh, something. Uh, who was Richard Kimball? He was in The Fugitive. Got there in the end. Uh, yes. Chris, yes. 
not Pete, just Chris, my best friend and I are planning oh. our first ever trip to Japan uh, for this September. And one of the many things we plan on doing is going to the sumo tournament. Have you ever been to a sumo match, Chris? If so, any tips on etiquette or do's and don'ts? Thanks. Right, so I've never been to sumo, mm. and I, I've never actually had much of an interest in it, to be honest. No. It's not my thing. I it's think like, if someone, if I had the time and it was going on, maybe I'd see it, but I, yeah, I'm not going to go out my way to ever watch it. There was, it was in the news recently, I don't know if you heard, but one of the, uh, the someone on stage, I think there was a su- sumo tournament somewhere in Japan, and the mayor of the town where it was taking place went on stage and had like a heart attack or something. They collapsed. And a female, uh, a woman nearby who knew medical training ran onto the, onto the stage, onto the platform where it mm. takes place, the wrestling match box thing, and uh, tried to do some CPR. And they were told to leave and get off by the referee because women aren't allowed on the sumo kind of platform. Yeah, Because I mean, they believe it's sacred and women aren't allowed on there. And it caused this big uproar, caused this kind of terrible situation where it was, well, it caused an outcry, as you'd expect, but... Uh, yeah, it's pretty hardcore. So I was a bit disappointed with that. I, th- I mean, and so I, I vowed never to go to sumo ever again. <laughs> Presumably, uh, apparently they pr- purified it with throwing chuck and salt all over the place, which seems to be the the thing that they do in, in sumo. But the um, it will have just been one errant, idiotic uh, announcer who sort of said, hey, you know, get off the get off the sumo platform. Well, it's happened. No, it's actually happened a few times. Right. The, it is a sac- today. Oh, yeah. It's like this sacred religious place. I'm not. And, I'm not uh, saying it's uh, not. Yeah, a th- it's not a thing. But we, you know, we have golf clubs. You still can't go in as a woman, or you know, a person. Is not white, you know. This is sort of level of arrogance. Look after your own house, I'd say. The West. Yeah. Look after your own house. Oh, are you gonna, are you ever going to go to sumo? Is it on your hit list? No plans, to be honest. But I have been doing another podcast about um, wrestling, and there's this guy called um, John Tenter, uh, and he was this um, when he was in the WWF back in the day, WWE nowadays. Mm. Uh, he was um, looked like the world's oldest, fattest man. Uh, but he was only 26 when he was wrestling in WrestleMania Compton. 7, I think it was. I think his stage name was like Earthquake or something. And uh, he's what a great. That is a great. It's stage good. Name. I mean, he's just a big fat Earthquake. guy. Earthquake. Just a big fat guy. And uh, he um, <laughs> and he wrestled out in he um, sumo wrestled out in um, in Japan, and he was actually quite good at it. Um, and they insisted he had a big tattoo on his arm. And um, to pr- progress in his career in sumo, that he will have had to have mm. get, uh, gotten a, um, a skin graft, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, he was unwilling to do so, so oh, he Lord. joined the WWF and uh, made considerably more money. And then he died yes. of bone cancer. Or maybe oh, bladder no. cancer. One of the two. But either way, very fat, old-looking man, but he was only 26. Fascinating. I mean, to, to to be able to it's pack to be able to pack that amount of food in every day is something else. It really is. They, they say that um, like line is it linebackers? They're the big guys in American football. You literally can't yeah. put enough calories in your body. Like they take in like ten thousand calories a day, and like you, you literally can't put that amount. You'd just be eating all the time. It's it's just logistically impossible. Um, so they have to take supplements and stuff like that, which is just crazy. Ten thousand calories. That's a lot, isn't it? I'd like to stick a uh, I'd like to stick a monster gyoza in front of one of them. <laughs> see if they can handle two that. minutes. Two minutes it would take. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of eating, shall we get on to uh, Richards? Hi, Pete and Chris. 
Really enjoying the show. An extra dose of Japan each week is always welcome. Darn straight, Richard. Darn straight. Uh, a few weeks ago, you guys discussed restaurants and cafes on different floors in otherwise random buildings. Are we talking about this? The density of eateries and the density of bars and stuff in one particular uh, building complex、mm. is actually quite、um, it's actually quite overwhelming, I think. I, I find it very difficult. Anyway, but、um, it's something I've struggled with whenever I visit Japan, and usually I avoid them. But I'm always worried I'm missing some great places to eat. So my question is, what would you recommend? As a way of finding out what the place might serve if you don't speak the language. And equally, is there any way of telling how welcoming it might be to clueless tourists from the outside、uh, and things to look out for?、Uh, I guess like English menus、Ooh. and stuff like that. Right. I, well, I made a video recently about travelling Japan without Japanese.、Mm. And the,、uh, the area that I thought I think, pe-、uh, I think foreigners would have the most difficulty with is dining out, eating out,、um, mm. especially those buildings. I mean, even now, I. I Get a bit intimidated when I see a building with、yeah. like 500 restaurants in it, and I don't know what's going on, I don't know which one's good. Yeah,、um, and often if you get in the If you get in the lift or the elevator to go up, it opens straight into the restaurant. You don't have time <laughs> to look at the menu or anything, you're just straight in there. The staff drag you in and off you go.、Um, but yeah, I mean, first of all, look out for any English. That's、mm. the first giveaway in any way, shape, or form. Is、mm. there English? Is there an English sign or is there anything?、Um, you'll never be turned away for being foreign. Like, what was it? Richard said he's worried that it might be, they might not be friendly or if it's、yeah. a friendly place.、Hmm. Um, yeah, you'll never be turned away for being foreign. You, you often hear this in places online that they've got these no go foreigner bars where foreigners can't go. But actually, the only places these are are like little, little gentlemen's clubs for local areas or often little shops that are kind of run by someone who. Is too afraid to speak English or doesn't know English and they don't want to let down their service and be、mm. kind of embarrassed, so they kind of put that on the door. But yeah, that will never be an issue. Yeah. I've never been walked in, I've never walked into somewhere and been turned away or had any bad thing happen. <laughs>、um, use Google Maps. Just use Google Maps. Yeah. That's, what I, that's another thing I tend to do. Like I was、uh, walking down the street the other day, I saw a good Tonkatsu restaurant or it looked like a nice place. And I went on Google, looked at the reviews, saw it was good, went in, job done. So, yeah, Google Maps and、yeah. look, for out, look out for any English.、That's、Trip advisor. The only advice I can have. And、mm. be daring.、Like、be daring.、Him. Be ballsy. Walk in and go, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Tab him on up, please. I'm going to put that to the test the next time you're over. I'm going to let you handle it. You'll be the first one to go through the door. We'll, and we'll that be, is what you're going to say. We'll be inconvenient. And、food. I'll film it. The next question is incredibly long. It's、right. like a story. Shall I, shall, I, sh- shall I bash it out in my speedy、uh, northern brog?、Uh, because I've had two coffees.、Yes. And to be quite frank, I'm off my head.、Um, hi, Chris and Pete.、Uh, this, uh, this email comes from Blake Gibson. Another great name. Another fantastic name. Blake It's good enough. A secret agent from the 1950s. Blake Gibson. Blake Gibson. Love it. DI.、Um, I wanted to relate my story of appearing on Japanese daytime TV and my near miss with awkward greatness.、Ooh. I've been interested in Japan and its culture for over 25 years, ever since a Nintendo and anime int- introduced it to me in the late 80s. Going to Japan has always been a bucket list item for me, but it wasn't until March 27 at age 35 that I was finally able to do so with my wife. It's kind of like my story in many ways.、Uh, among、yeah. the awesome experiences we had visiting various cities and taking in the culture was accidentally making a fool of myself on Japanese television. One of my wife's must do's was visiting an animal cafe as they don't exist where we live. So off we went to the Rabbit and Get Fat Bunny Cafe near Harajuku, which sounds wonderful, Chris. It's actually called. Ha <laughs> ha! Rabbit and Get Fat. Get Fat? Yeah. 
Lovely. Right. Um, presumably the get fat thing is the, the food you're going to be eating at the animal cafe. I don't know. Um, well, that's... Oh, yeah, got to be Eating chewy. food at an animal cafe always seems like a contradiction. Something you shouldn't do. Yeah, no. I've only ever had like Especially, a... Cup- I don't know what they were serving. Hopefully it's not rabbits. But- <laughs> Kibble. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember going to a cat cafe and it just it just stank. I was having a drink of co- coffee and I was just like, oh, just having just smells of cats. I don't know what a, a dog cafe might be like. Yeah, I went to a cat cafe once and there was like a seafood pasta, oh. and I brought it out. My friend ordered it. I don't know why. Brought it out and there was just like cat hair floating <laughs> in the air all over the pasta. It was horrible. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> it's disgusting. And the one so if thing... If you go to an animal cafe, don't get food. No, and the, and the one thing um, that cats love is fish, so not, not a great idea. Um, so they went to this uh, rabbit and get fat bunny cafe near Harajuku. Uh, when we arrived, uh, says uh, Blake, uh, we were told to come back in half an hour as a TV crew was setting up. After we came back, Ooh. one of the three hosts of the TV show pulled me aside and asked if we wouldn't mind uh, appearing in a small spe- segment for their noon news show. Since, in the last 24 hours, we'd visited an atomic bomb site, been on the Shinkansen, uh, eaten uh, Sakuraniku, uh, which I think is horse meat, I believe, Chris? Correct. Cool. Yeah, good. Nice and uh, attended an insane robot dinner theatre show. It seemed like fate. This will cap off the greatest 24 hours of my life, I thought. But it didn't go as planned. There were three hosts, two men, and one very cute perky girl who couldn't speak a word of English. We were asked to sit to the side of the camera and uh, wait for our cue to interact with the host. As soon as the camera was turned on, one of the male's host's eyes went wide, his eyebrows raised so high they vanished vanished into his uh, hairline, and he started shouting unintelligible Japanese into the camera while gesticulating wildly. As the camera alternated between the two male hosts screaming at the audience and each other, I noticed the girl host lie down on the ground off camera. The cafe's Staff then place what must have been 15 rabbits on her body and face. The camera then cuts to the girl, covered in bunny rabbits, screaming as if been murdered. All the while, both male hosts are bent over, shouting more Japanese and shouting and uh, laughing and pointing at her. This hilarious scene of three insane people shouting and pointing at rabbits continued for about a minute when the camera cut to one of the male hosts still shouting at the audience, and I hear two words I understand. Canada and Gaijin. He... He then pointed at me, the eyes still the size of dinner plates, and exclaimed in extremely broken English and with the kind of volume reserved for Metallica concerts, Hi! Do you love rabbits? The camera suddenly snapped to me in what has to be the fastest camera pan of all time, bamboozled by what was happening in front of me. As the girl host was still on the floor, screaming and covered in rabbits, I looked at the camera and my mind goes blank. Every single word of Japanese suddenly left my brain. I paused, stared blankly into the camera for about three seconds, and awkwardly stammered out in English, Uh, yeah, uh, we like rabbits. I mean, we're at a rabbit cafe, right? The camera snaps back to the male host who continues his crazy eyes shouting routine for another minute or so. Five seconds after the cameras are turned off, all the Japanese I knew came rushing back into my head, and in the throes of jet lag and giddy excitement, I loudly exclaimed, Oishi! I meant to... Delicious! I meant to say Sugoi, which is a surprise noise, I guess, isn't it? It was, like, incredible. Yeah, incredible. The entire TV crew and staff slowly turned to look at me, horrified that I would think a sweet, innocent, cute, fluffy bunny rabbit could be delicious. I can only imagine what was going through their minds at that moment. After saying Samima Sen about a million times and uh, bowing uh, apologetically to everyone, uh, I got out of the cafe as fast as I could. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, oh my Lord. word oh that's just fantastic so um blake yeah blake, blake. You, you painted a very nice picture of the madness of being on japanese tv isn't that wonderful briefly. isn't that wonderful that uh, yeah, you know he, he exclaimed in front of a um a, a cafe full of um rabbit lovers <laughs> i eat rabbits delicious <laughs> delicious they are quite nice to be fair oh, I've, not, wow. I've not had rabbit in years um so yeah, well done to Blake for getting through <laughs> that nightmare. I, know, I don't know Blake. how I would react. Probably the same way. No. Um, so we will probably do one of these uh, again at some point because it's nice to sort of pile through all the emails. So much variety. There's so many interesting people out there, yes. Chris. That's only half the questions on the list. We'll have to yeah. put them in another one. Damn right. Damn thanks, straight. guys. Thanks for sending them all in. Thanks to Blake for the epic experience of being on Japanese TV you've captured it perfectly <laughs> uh, Japanese TV crews can be a little bit awkward yeah. if you don't speak Japanese that well massively uh, yeah but you handle that well as well <laughs> as you could probably <laughs> if you uh, want to get in touch with the show what's the email address uh, Chris Abroad Japan po- I forgot it yeah, there, on Japan. the spot every lovely. week we have this argument about the email address Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com Abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com beautiful and now, it's time for Speedy Japanese Vocabulary Lesson. Wow! Yeah. Let's do this! I thought we'd do three words this week, keep it simple. Okay. All, all nouns, all things relating to questions and discussions and stuff we've had okay. in here. Okay, yep. We've had a lot of questions this week, but what is the word for question in Japanese? Oh! Uh, I only know that you can turn things into a question by using ka. <laughs> <laughs> so Good. no is the start. answer. Where you go? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, the word is uh, shitsumon. Shitsumon. Question. I've heard that before shitsumon. in like a video game or something, or maybe a cartoon. Yeah. Shitsumon. Shitsumon. Ah. Trying to uh, trying to say shit. It's more like sh- it's, shit. It's difficult. I remember when I first saw that, I was like huh, shit. But uh, <laughs> you know, really, shitsumon. Yeah. You almost don't enunciate the s and the h, but. Uh, yeah, Simon. Next next yeah. word. I think you probably know this one is a uh, friend. 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 Ah, tomodachi. Good, tomodachi. Yay. Yeah. I find everyone seems one of the few words everyone seems to know in some way. I don't know why that is. I don't I, know why everyone learns the I know it, I know tomodachi. it from the Nintendo game Tomodachi Life even though I never played it. That'll probably be it though. <laughs> there and we go. The, uh, we had a we had a question about weddings, but what is the word for wedding? Oh, you told me this and I've forgotten it. I think. I think oh. we did. Oh, what is it? This is like kind of revision. I should know this. Now it's gone. It's completely gone, Chris. I'm so sorry. So marriage is a uh, kekon. 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 Oh, because I was. A wedding. The oh. actual wedding ceremony is kekonski. 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 Yeah, just whack on ski at the end. It kind of means like ski means uh, ceremony. So is put that it on the end and it's uh, kekonski. When you say shiki, do you mean um, S-U-K-I or... S-H-I-K-I. Oh, shiki. 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 Ah. Well, um, that was good. I'm furious that I didn't remember <laughs> kekon because I made a big deal about saying it's like kek, like the laughter thing that oh, people yeah, do yeah, online, yeah. kek, kek, kek. Um, so, yeah, never mind. I'll, I'll, I'll get there, Chris, oh. as I always say at the end I'm of the vocabulary. Uh, so we piled through your emails... We've still got room for yes. more, so do get in touch. Uh, but we will be back uh, next week uh, with more fun and games and more Abroad in Japan podcast. Isn't that right, Chris? 
It is, yes. <laughs> Send in your questions, guys. Thanks for listening. No matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have a great week, and we'll see you. And we won't see us next Wednesday, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see you. Another slick, another slick, awkward <laughs> exit <laughs> departure. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 